disagree, Gary. I disagree, Gary. Give a riddle, just a little. You could really make a change. Give a riddle, just a little today. Welcome back to Pulp Friction. <laughs> it's a show about what divides us. My guest today, joining me live from Universal Studios in gorgeous Hollywood, California, are Sam and Leon. Hey. Hello. It's so warm here in California, and it's totally not going to snow like 10 inches tomorrow in New York or something. Yeah, I love being in California, a place where I have been frequently. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> And you know I love being in California with you guys at Universal Studios. We're recording this live. We are having oh so much fun. And why? Pray tell. Normally we record this podcast over Discord from my home in Philadelphia. Why are we all in person at Universal Studios Hollywood in California, you're asking? Um, it's because it's time for our annual Riddle Splash Drive. Our first now- annual Riddle Splash Drive? Or- no, we've done this like 30 times. Don't you remember it's our oh, annual yeah. riddle sledge drive. Sorry, my, my brain failed me. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. So, uh, if you've been following our journey of a thousand Beatles to solve um, the Beatles riddle for teens, you know that we've been warming up with the riddles of Reader's Digest. There are 37 riddles for teens with answers. And uh, we, uh, the, the well has run dry on that one, I think. Was bad. Sad day. But, you know, we must trek forward, and uh, I feel like where we are in our Beatles journey, we're ready to close the book on chapter one, and open the book on chapter two, which is how books work, and just sort of recharge our energy and focus, uh, tur- turn the microphone over to you guys, our beautiful viewers and listeners, um, who-, who are viewing us uh, a sort of a sound wave. We don't actually post video, but you could be like looking at your screen as you listen to the podcast. It'll be like they're right here with us in Universal Studios Hollywood. Yeah, if only. If only everyone could be here at Universal Studios in sunny Hollywood, California with us. But alas, um, we need your help. We need your riddles. You, the listener, have the power for just riddles a day. For just riddles a day. You could help us finally crack the riddle of the Beatles. And I think sometimes people listen to this and they think we don't make a lot of progress, which I think is insane. <laughs> um, people think that? I can't believe I mean, we're so close. Do you get comments like that? <laughs> it just doesn't. It just it, it baffles me because like we, the, or- we're, we're obviously so we're so close to cracking this riddle. What, are the listeners calling in to tell you you guys should be progressing more quickly through the riddles of the Beatles? They call me on my business phone so often. They call me on my cell phone late night when they need my love. And I know when that hotline bling, it means that they think we need to solve the, Be- the Beatles riddle faster. But listen, the top lines of... Of, of music criticism have been trying to solve the Beatles riddle for decades. All of America's teens have been faced with this riddle from generation to generation like it. We have the power to actually crack this thing. 
oh, out, of, yeah, out of all the decades of, of Beatles research, we're we are the closest to cracking the riddle. Yeah, we've I mean, the things we've uncovered about JFK alone have have totally shocked the the discourse. It's big news. It's in the headlines. It's never been more Beatles than it is right now. That is so true. And so what we are asking of you, our listeners, is to pledge us riddles on whatever basis you can, whether that's one riddle a month or one riddle a day or, you know, a few riddles a week. Whatever you can do, if you can just send riddles either in our uh, Pulp Friction Discord server for the real fans or to the Pulp Friction email, which is pulpfrictioncast at gmail.com. No uh, dashes or anything like that. Um, or you can, like, if you have my socials, you can, like, DM me or whatever. But let's keep it professional. We just want your riddles. And we would like you to pledge a certain recurring donation of riddles, ideally. Although, if you, just, if you can just give a riddle today, you know, we, we'll gladly take it. For just riddles a day. Yeah, for just riddles a day, we can make 2024 the year of the Beatle. Yeah, I think if we hit a stretch goal of <laughs> 1,000 riddles donated, we could crack the Beatles riddle this year. For a stretch goal of 10 million riddles donated, um, we will be able to solve the Beatles riddle within the day. <laughs> exactly. If within 24 hours of this episode being posted, we have re- we have received at least a pledge. You don't even. It doesn't even have to be. And of course, these these pledges only go for the year. But but if we receive, no, let me fix that. If we can get 10 million riddles in 24 hours of this episode being put up, we will in- immediately put out the solution to the Beatles riddle. Because that's the kind of work that we'll be able to do. These riddles fuel us. Do you understand that? If you give us enough riddles, we will be able to travel back in time once we've solved the Beatles riddle so that we solved it at the start of this whole segment so that you don't even have to have to listen to it again. So that you never had to listen to it. I'm starving for riddles. And folks, while we're here, think about the children. Think about the children. Think about the children who will one day be teens. Think about the teens, folks. Think about the teens. Are, we've run out of riddles. Think about them. There's so Think many of them and so few riddles. How they've been agonized by how they've been taunted by the Beatles for generations. You won't solve our riddle, they said. But we're gonna solve it. Imagine, if you will, there's no heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, that's easy if I try. Exactly. <laughs> Give me a challenge here. This is the riddle episode. <laughs> I'm not here to dispense the riddles. I'm here to consume them. Yes. So, um, as I said, we're, we we want to show to you like how skilled we are with riddles, and we're going to um, solve a riddle that we've been putting off for a long time. Again, to close the book on on the first phase of our beetle journey, we're going to solve the riddle. Quarry men, old before our birth, straining each muscle and sinew. Mm-hmm. The ancient melody that soothes man to sleep. Or rouses man to solve fucking riddles. The ancient melody that rouses man to battle. <laughs> the ancient melody. The unchained battle. melody, so. truly. Um, the bittersweet symphony. The, <laughs> the sweet science, if you will. Um, the little death. The little death, the city by the bay. 
Um, <laughs> the Garden State, if you will, the Manchester by the Sea, the um, the Shadow of the Vampire, House of the Rising Sun. The uh, <laughs> so let let's see where we can begin with that riddle because we're just going to use our only clues are everything we have up to this point. <laughs> That's a true our statement. Only clues, our only clues. Everything we have. <laughs> yeah, the, the clues that we have are the clues that we have. I think we've done like eight Beatles episodes at this point. So, <laughs> wait, what? So I, we've done about eight. Yeah. Maybe we have been doing this segment for a few years now. Yeah. <laughs> it's been like two years. I think. It's been. It's been. It's been more than. More than it's been years. Uh, old before our birth. We are old before our birth in a way. Um, but but uh, the other day while we were hanging out, us. while we were hanging out at luxurious Universal Studios in Hollywood, Leon did propose a uh, a, a little theory that could maybe set us rolling here. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, well, we could ignore the first line. Well, the first line is the subject of of my inquiry and that is about the phrase uh old before their birth um mm-hmm. i i i am to propose that the quarrymen are perhaps korean uh because to my limited understanding of the concept of korean age uh your age uh starts counting before you're born and when you're born you are one years old um oh so mm. old before your birth and then uh Furthermore, everybody turns. Uh, everybody born in the same year turns one year older on the new year. Do you think quarrymen could potentially be a, an insensitive 1950s term for Korean people? Mm. Oh. oh, let's just let that simmer for a second. I uh, tried to say, yeah, this <laughs> perhaps be, be a racial epithet that the school had. Um, one of those classic racial caricature mascots that that we so often see. Let's consider the the racism of it all. I, yeah, racism. I think will continue to come up in our in our journey through the Beatles catalog. Oh, I bet. Uh, oh, oh I bet. and it sure has. And it certainly has. You know, um, of course, in their in their early days, they were largely. Uh, uh, covering songs or trying to sound like uh, major black American artists. One might even say appropriating, if if we may be so bold. So, <laughs> does their riddle does their riddle begin somehow with? Now, at the time they were in school, uh, I believe we were still in the throes of the Korean War. Yes, indeed. Well, maybe not. I think the Korean War had just about ended, and. Uh, established essentially the present day paradigm in uh, uh north and south korea which you know perhaps our limited our our piss poor understanding of history can draw those can tie those threads together um well it seems that this was a time of uh sort of communist versus capitalist free nation uh mm political involvement and the UK was on the supporting side of South Korea and we all know these days how that sort of turned out. Mm-hmm. 
And of course, the UK was uh, a large influence over the Truman Doctrine, uh, the Korean War particularly they were very involved in. Uh, they had their own nuclear deterrent, and they were doing nuclear weapons tests at right around this time in the 50s uh, at Christmas Island. So Christmas Island? At Christmas Island, yes. I don't know. It just, you know, it just feels... It feels as though there must be some kind of significant. I don't know. We can put a pin in that. We'll put a pin in that. We'll put a pin in Christmas Island. Let's put a let's put a pin in Christmas. Let's put a pin in dropping the H bomb on Christmas Island. Um, yeah, let's let's drop a pin on the map where Christmas Island is, and it will be sort of like dropping a bomb on it. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do this. Um. So yes, uh, where do the Beatles fit into the Cold War? Uh, they said, obviously later uh, we'll get to their song back in the USSR. They, you know, did a little bit of social commentary in it. Um, mm. We we still have our theories about on whose behalf they assassinated uh, JFK. That's something that, you know, time will tell. But uh, they were certainly, they, they had developed, they... We're, we're seen as rebels, and then they developed a strong relationship with the royals around the time of, like, Beatlemania blowing up. They performed for uh, the, the, the queen and the queen mother and uh, gave a rollicking good show. So it seems like they are certainly connected to uh, these, the, these um, high-up figures on the uh, U.S.-U.K. side of the Cold War. And uh, they, they, of course, did get their start in Germany. Uh, I, when, when was the... When did Germany get... I, that was after World War II, right? Yeah. When Germany got split in twain, cleft in twain. Yeah, that was that it. one. Yeah. So... Big wall in it. East Germany was communist, so West Germany was, was, where, was where the Beatles were frolicking about. Um, and committing crimes, which so so there's an interesting thing there, right? They are you know um, vagabonds in West Germany. Mm-hmm. Or before their birth. Well, what sort of school was the Quarryman School? Quarry Bank High School. Yeah, so it's it was like a, a public school, but uh, sort of one for overachievers. They had, uh, you know, I'm sure all kinds of. All kinds of fancy little pretenses going on. Fancy little pretenses. Because, because what I'm thinking is that um, the the Quarryman School kind of takes on this mascot, which which speaks of struggle, straining every muscle and sinew. And right. with the Beatles' appropriative history, it does make sense that in order to sort of construct this underdog narrative around themselves, um, <laughs> they were they did uh, seem to grow up and get an education that was rather privileged um but then mm-hmm. they take on the mantle of the quarrymen uh training each muscle and sinew um much like they appropriated uh other genres of music that came more out of struggle <laughs> and therefore were perhaps more heartfelt uh you know you know what i mean sure yeah and and uh something to note is that um John Lennon was uh, was was something of an overachiever in school until his uh, senior years, and then he and then teachers started to complain that he um, his work lacked effort, and he would kind of drift through classes. So it seems like you know there's something to the notion that like they 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 came to resent their uh, somewhat privileged uh, school background, and they sort of become politically involved 
uh, by dipping their toes into the into the the world of of, of global politics by first naming their band the Cory Men after the mm. current geopolitical struggle of the Korean War. Right. 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 True, and perhaps in that way affecting a because because you know if quarry men are are just are, if you'll you'll humor me for a second quarry men could also simply be people who work in quarries, um, mm. <laughs> which that could be, uh, which would say that the Beatles are affecting sort of a um a working class vibe in the in the way that like I don't know in five easy pieces Jack Nicholson's character comes from a wealthy background and goes into construction. You know, that's sort of the vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like my own or private salt, Idaho. Or salt burns for the kids out there. <laughs> for the te- for today's teens. Now there's a riddle for teens. So we're we're doing fascinating stuff here. Let's pull back the curtain a little bit and remind everyone this is our riddles pledge drive. We, uh, we need riddles to continue doing this series. <laughs> we, we need them. We cannot do this without your riddles, and we are asking you to pledge even even just a, a few riddles a month, uh, or a week, or a day, or whatever you can manage to help keep the show going. And these can be your own riddles. These can be riddles that you scrounge from various sources, old riddle books, whatever. The only thing is, they should ideally be. For teens, or at least like teen friendly, teen appropriate. Yes, yes. For just one There's riddle an of, hour. There's plenty of um uh, examples in the previous episodes. Reader's Digest will explain to you what a teen appropriate riddle should be like. That's what I love about the Reader's Digest riddles. They do walk you through the competencies that a teen ought to have cognitively. Yes, and we will we will do that with all the riddles you send in. We will think of them from a teen perspective and sort of maybe grade them even. But but that's another thing to keep in mind is every riddle you send us will be solved on this podcast. Oh yes, there's that there's that sort of perk in and of itself. You get to hear your riddle read live. If you've been writing riddles for some time and you haven't found an outlet for them. Uh, you know, you could get your name out there, become an expert Riddler, um, and it looks good on a resume. Uh, <laughs> Where are all our repressed Riddler writers? If you're a, a long-time listener and a first-time Riddler, absolutely, please feel free to write in. We'd love to hear your riddles. We'd yes. love to hear your riddles. And we know that some people listen to this show. <laughs> you right now, listening to my voice, we don't know who you are, but we need your riddles. riddles. Now more than ever. It's not about you, it's not about me, it's it's for the for the good of humankind. Think of the teens. Think of them. So I would I would like us to just step aside from Quarry Metal before our birth training each muscle and sinew and start thinking about um what prizes we might give away for for the people who pledge the most. Oh, we could go out. Well, I mean, you said we'd stop thinking about quarrymen for a second, but I was thinking we could go out and mine some stones and send them to people. Sure, we could. We could be be quarrymen of our own, uh, mm-hmm. um, by which we don't mm-hmm. mean Koreans, to be clear. Uh, <laughs> to be entirely clear, to be entirely opaque yes, about this, we would. We we will never. Yeah, we we will never uh, attempt to become Korean, unlike one particular other British person. And on that, you have our promise. 
<laughs> that is our solemn pledge. Uh, we will not attempt to change our race. We had talked, uh, one thing we had mentioned when we had the conversation about doing this is uh, a tote bag or something that says non-binary people owe me riddles or mm. I owe, we only have, we only have one non-binary person here, but I owe non-binary people riddles. That's right. Give me your riddles. So you, you and they could be customized. So if you want, if you, if it's a riddle for me, you could say I owe women riddles, uh, I owe men riddles, you know, um, <laughs> You could get a tote bag that, be- that says, I owe men riddles. If anybody wants to. <laughs> we could make a tote bag that says JFK killed the Beatles, or the Beatles killed JFK, and you could just wear that. Whoa. And would see yeah. it. JFK yeah. killed the Beatles? Now, hang on no, a second. This I can think about, to talk about uh, current events, at the Super Bowl last night, old Bobby Kennedy... Uh, who's running for president right now, booked an ad where he sort of... He yeah. Uh, he sort of uh, crudely put his face onto uh, a, a Kennedy ad from... a John F. Kennedy ad from the 60s. Oh, that's distasteful. Mm. Yeah, and then he... Moments after the ad aired, he posted a tweet apologizing to his own family for it, and the ad is also Holy still shit. pinned on his Twitter. <laughs> oh. Wow. Wow. Robert F. Kennedy that's Jr. Happens, that's what happens when you don't communicate with your marketing department. Fortunately for us, we are also the marketing department and we're here to sell you tote bags. Yeah, and, and we are and our marketing uh, in-house team here at Universal Studios in gorgeous Hollywood, California is taking down notes on uh, the perks that we give away. We will spend money to create things for whoever pledges us the most riddles. And um, we could uh on a tentative basis, say that if the vibes are good, someone who donates riddles could join us for an episode, help us solve riddles. Oh, yes. And we know that the person with the most riddles is the most equipped to solve them. That's true. If we really get the Riddler of Gotham City on this podcast, we will perhaps solve the Beatles riddle within the minute. Yeah, can we get the Riddler to guest on this podcast? If we could get... Jim Carrey or Paul Dano or or any Riddler to 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 come on here and join us. It would really take <laughs> us so close to the to the end zone to use uh, football terminology from the big game. Paul Dano, if you're listening, if you're out there, please send us your riddles. We want them. We need them, folks. Yes. If you're the Riddler, if you know the Riddler, if anyone you know might happen to know the Riddler, we're begging you. That's really our, our our stretch goal here, is to uh, have the Riddler just riddle. It would be a great privilege if we could get the Riddler uh, Pulp Fiction. Yes, and especially Riddler, if you're listening, and if you're local to Hollywood, California, um, you, you can join us for our next Riddles Pledge Drive. We'd love to be able to see you in the studio. Uh, no callers on the line right now. <laughs> so let's just that's, get that's back odd. into Yeah. How peculiar that is. That's weird. Oh, is my phone off? <laughs> I could have sworn we were gonna get callers on this very important episode. People are clamoring yeah. to give us the riddles. If you if if you're listening to this and you already have my phone number, feel free to call me and <laughs> and ask me how I'm doing. Yeah, if you're listening to this live <laughs> on air. 
<laughs> yeah. If you, can, uh, you, if you can hear me from from my bedroom wall, hi, my roommate. Um, please call <laughs> me on my phone and tell me a riddle. Yeah, and if my roommates are listening, uh, they can also call me on my phone right now, and uh, I will pick up, and they can <laughs> they can pledge some riddles live. Uh, so let's return. Let's return to the big riddle here. Let Let's do it. So whether whether or not they are whether they're referring to Koreans or simply to the working class, the the Beatles are stepping into the Cold War with Mm -hmm. with this riddle. I feel like that can sort of be seen as somehow a tie into old before our birth, like something with you know. The, the nuclear prolifer- proliferation or the um communist spirit or mm. um th- there are all kinds of things it can be i think of godzilla a little bit as something that was sort of birthed from the bomb in the story but uh oh i think of godzilla a lot birth. yes it's been when i close my eyes me also now godzilla would have been a fairly new film uh, at the time that that this riddle first appeared, I was wondering if um, it was kind of a commentary about the Beatles' youth, but their sudden recognition that um, they were born into a world of of such uh, clashing political dynamics that they feel um, more mature than than their age. Mm. Now there's a there's a story that uh, I'm gonna butcher a little bit, but there's a story that's read at at, at Passover every year about um, rabbis who stay up all night uh, studying, talking about the the Exodus, and a student comes in to wake them in the morning, and one of the rabbis says, uh, "I'm like 70 years old," and the rabbi was in fact in his in his twenties at the time. He really says, "I am like 70," and so I'm like 70 years old. So that feels like a direct, you know, that feels like someone that feels like he's saying I was old before my birth. It does. Well, it's also it's also known that if you don't sleep at night, it does biologically sort of age you and set you forward. Um, Mm. So so he was speaking facts here. True, true. And if you're staying up all night, straining each muscle and sinew, uh, then that could certainly leave you feeling old before your birth. Uh, and then could the quarry be somehow a reference to the parting of the of the Red Sea? Definitely could. But let's think about what it would mean if this was uh, a reference to the Passover. It would certainly imply a sort of chosenness to the Beatles. True, which I think our, our research has sort of backed that up a little bit. Certainly. I think that's verified by history. Yes. The idea that the Beatles chosen are chosen by someone, and maybe that's the Queen Mother, maybe that's God. Who knows? Maybe it's Ch- uh, Barry Gordy. I was about to say Chuck Berry. It probably wasn't Chuck Berry. Um, Barry Gordy, though, maybe could be. So, so is th- that feels strong because that feels like it makes sense that the Beatles are putting this in a riddle. They're making you think of of Passover. And of, um, and maybe even of, you know, this, this, the, the, the rabbi staying up on that studying to say that, like, we have been chosen by someone to carry this out. 
Right. And we may not even have a say in the matter. Right. The way that the Beatles were picked up by their, their record label and sent to all these competitions and so on, maybe they felt like they were simply being whisked along, not of their own will, and it felt like they were destined for something. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, um, you know, of course, at, at, at about the same time, they were committing crimes and, and you know, for, for, from, from what we've seen, we think that they killed someone before JFK and that they were already working on behalf of whatever organization and that they, um, you know, or, are, are like doing it for the money and then they start to kind of come around to the other side. Uh, but, but, but I feel like quarry men old before our birth straining each muscle and sinew could be that, like, the initial apology or the initial attempt to to reckon with it trying to be like we're going to do things that we don't want to do and and we wish we could do mm. anything else the loss of innocence yes yeah they're old they're old before their birth they never had a chance yeah. mm. and they're straining each muscle and sinew to is that to break out are they like we're doing everything we can and but but we're old before our birth there's nothing we can do it can be a, a perhaps a to cope even. even yeah i i i feel like there's i feel like we have kind of cracked this first riddle they're they're quarry men they are working for someone and they're also you know uh they they were chosen by by this by this whatever organization there's the question of do we think the answer to that question is in here somewhere i don't know if it is but th- this is like from the w- i think we see like in the in like ringo shooting the zapruder film and things like this we see like them finally reaching the level of success where they can fight against what has them under control um right, right. but this is them saying before that like we wish we could not do this, but but yeah, I was wondering. Was I was wondering if, um, since the the Quarry Men uh, song is from their very early lore, that perhaps they didn't form a band of their own will, but were perhaps put together by some organization mm. um, to create some sort of social influence group that would be able to carry out all of these dastardly tasks. Mm, sort of a yeah, like a like a prophecy of sorts. Right. Not really. That's what this is kind of more like. Um, More like an industry plan, but not the music industry, like like the political industry. I mean, there's something there with like the the Beatles were obviously a skiffle group and were part of this insane sort of inexplicable skiffle movement that like most British youths were a part of. (laughs) That like was just you know taking like. American like roots and folk music, and you know, just sort of aping that from 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 a British perspective. Mm. So that feels like sort of a blueprint for the, the the musical crimes of the Beatles, and and perhaps a, a blueprint for their their tremendous influence. That you know, the 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 skiffle movement was really a tro- was a trojan horse to to smuggle the beatles into the public consciousness or perhaps it was just a, a convenient excuse the skiffle movement might have been organic and some uh political actors may have jumped on that being oh here's 
is uh, an American sort of thing that the British like. Um, how can we capitalize on it? I think it's a bold claim to say that the skiffle movement might have been organic. That's uh, <laughs> the but, stiffest of music. <laughs> but 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 is there something there with how you know we're talking about like w- wearing a, a costume, a drag of the working class? That's what skiffle's all about. And if that right. is part part of the quarrymen thing and and also connected to the cold war in this way maybe if you're talking about like the broad political like social engineering angle you could say that the, the cold war and the skiffle movement and the beatles were all part of some one orchestrated plan well my question right. kind of is now what was the beatles um awareness level like what were they conscious that this was a working class cosplay and they were kind of faking it or did they at the time really think that this was a noble kind of thing to name themselves after well they were hooligans i think they right. i i think were they, they were ironic hooligans or were they genuine hooligans i think in those early days they were happy to be like you know rude dudes and <laughs> and you know they, they and i don't think they came into it with much of a moral compass um, mm. they they want us to know with this with this quarryman riddle that you know they never really had a choice, right? Right. So I'm going to turn this over to the listeners once again. As you can see, we we are masters of the riddle solving game. That's true. Yep. We we just cracked a riddle that we've been we've been carrying through each episode. Quarrymen old before their birth, straining each muscle and sinew. We've solved it. And there might be we more saw, there. Yeah, we just solved it. There, there are threads that come from that with, like, is there a, a way to connect Christmas Island to the Passover stuff? Um, Last Supper, you know, but that's for another time. <laughs> or maybe later in this episode, we'll see. Uh, anyway, we... This is what we this is what we need to be doing. This is the level we need to be operating on to solve the Beatles riddle for teens. And we've we, we've we've just solved the, their the like the first part of their riddle, the first piece of the puzzle. So that just proves to you that this outrageous idea that we're not making progress and we're never going to finish, like we just took a huge step forward absurd claim by the way yeah why would you even think that crazy there's gonna there's there's obviously more to do and more work to be done but like we we are so close folks and all we need from you is just just riddles a day riddles a week riddles a month riddles a year even riddles a plenty riddles a plenty riddles on the dollar we will give you we we will give you prizes for your riddles. We will give you a tote bag that says the Beatles killed JFK or that says I owe women slash men slash non-binary people riddles. Um, we'll do it all. We will do we'll it. We'll let you come on the show if the vibe is right. But if your vibe sucks, then you can't come on the show. Sorry. If your vibe sucks, obviously you can't come join us at Universal Studios in Hollywood, California. Which was not usually where we record the show, obviously. This is only for the for the telethon pledge drive. And we're still not getting any calls. I think my phone might be off. Hold on. Plug in the hotline. All right, now it's Get running of off. Battery? That's more like it. Oh. That's more like it. Our, our callers are going to... We, we have uh, John Stamos and them on the phone lines there. They're going to deal with that. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> and you'd see them if we were on TV, but this is an audio medium. That's true. See Bette Midler back there, uh, Kermit the Frog. But, uh, hey guys. <laughs> so, How are you doing? Thanks for being here with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here with us. Um, that is the first riddle of the Beatles, and that carried us through the first roughly eight episodes of this of this journey. Um, and I I feel like we need to address the new riddle, which we're going to really dig into in the next episode. But um, this is sort of something I was thinking about after our last episode that I think we maybe didn't spend enough time on, and that is the running, jumping, and standing still film. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think we're going to watch that at the top of the next episode before we do their album or whatever it is we're doing that. Um, but the, one of the big revelations of that episode, I mean, we started to see the Beatles like openly fighting back against sort of these forces that they've been working for up to this point and like expressing real remorse, hinting at Ringo having shot the Zapruder film. And I was thinking about that phrase running jumping and standing still film if ringo filmed who ran who jumped and who stood still oh that's incredible wow so i think i i think we're going to try to put those pieces together and maybe consider what the what the running jumping and standing still film itself you know that it, it's dense with symbolism that I'm sure will 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 guide us through this next phase of our journey as we enter the drug era of the Beatles. Um, their like sort of post Beatlemania like critical recognition, their shift away from pop and more towards rock. All all these things that we have on the horizon here. Um, it's Love all very exciting. Beatles is on the horizon. Yeah, well, I think I think by the time we get to the avant-garde era, that'll be uh, another chapter. But it's all exciting stuff, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. 100%. You know what else I'm excited for? Go on. I'm so excited to see all these user-submitted riddles. I think they'll help a lot. Yeah, I, I think that's really like... You know, obviously, this is a big budget production, and we're at Universal Studios in Hollywood, and John Stamos is here. But this is really uh, something that we think is really going to push this series that some of you just love forward. If, if you know, user submitted riddles, I think are going to do so much for us, and they so they can be bad. They don't all have to be gems, guys. I mean, I mean, even Reader's Digest, even the folks, the riddles can suck. The riddles can suck. The folk, even even the the riddle researchers at Reader's Digest couldn't come up with thirty seven good riddles for teens with answers. Only like thirty of them were good. Uh, <laughs> it's about quantity, not quality for us, which means that we're going to be way better than Reader's Digest since we just have more riddles. The more riddles, the better, folks. They can be terrible. <laughs> we will break them down with exactly the microscope that, that we're breaking down this riddle with. And you'll be helping us solve the riddle of the Beatles. You'll be making this show better. You'll be owing us riddles. You'll be... 
You're going to put your mark on investigative journalism for the rest of time forever. Yes, think about what a big scientific like like the Beatles riddle has has beguiled researchers for decades, let alone teens. Like we've gotten closer than anyone's ever gotten before, and your riddles make that possible. You, the listener, are the key to solving this riddle. That's right. And you know, I don't know that there's much more to say. Yeah, I don't know either. So, um, with that, we ask you once again, we implore you once again, give a riddle, just a little, today. Um, Let's just end the episode. No callers? (laughs) I mean, shit, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I disagree, Gary. I disagree, Gary.